ready. All right. What's up, everyone? It's Bella Mars. I'm back with another episode of Big Time Fresh. Today, we're going to be talking about a pretty deep subject, but that means we have an extra uh, extra guest on today who happens to be related to JP. JP, would you like to introduce the guest? I would love to. I would love to. <laughs> hey, it's JP. What's up, you wonderful people? Uh, I would like to introduce you to someone that I have known uh, for her whole life. Uh, my uh, my cousin Roberta. Hello, Ro- hello. One clap. <laughs> One clap. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I don't get a clap from JP because we're cousins, so it's fine. Yeah, he's like whatever. <laughs> he's like, I just introduced you. Isn't that enough? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> we actually, so Roberta and I met a long time ago. Um, in the scenario of being bridesmaids in the same wedding. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, again, that makes it something like twenty years that that, and we didn't know each other well, but we yeah. knew we knew each of each other before we jumped into to this mm-hmm. episode. We did, we did. I mean, I still remember you well from our interactions because you were at the bachelorette party too, as well, right? Weren't I you? think so. And that was a time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the interactions that we have that, you know, I did remember are good and positive. And when JP came to me with the idea to have me on as a guest, I was elated. I was like, yes, let's do it. All right. (laughs) All right. Okay. So this one is something that, okay. So the the episode we're going to call this is called, uh, it's going to be about marriage. And uh I call it marriage. What is it good for? About kind of after the song. But the reason why Damn. I chose. <laughs> did you just get right. that? I, I mean, like, totally no, I mean, I got it, but like, like, all right. Wow. All right. Here we go. I, I mean, almost started singing some... the rest of the song. Because <laughs> yeah, for me, it's absolutely nothing now. But mm-hmm. when I was growing up, it was everything. So, um, a little bit of background, um, you know, we, I'll, I'll tell you where I am currently in, in my life, and then maybe we can go around and do that um, first, and then um, that way we don't, that way we know the path of, of which direction to go to. So um, I know as pro- if, if anyone's been listening or knows me by now, um, I'm, I'm uh, divorced. I got married at 24 or 3, which is insanity um I got divorced in 2017 I have a she was three at the time I have a daughter who was three at the time and now um I'm uh I've been single I had a boyfriend or two here and there but other than that I've been single and and uh once I had detached myself from for from a partner of any type for I think after a year I like have and can had and continue to have no interest yet or for whatever reason to jump back into something to where I'm going to have to share my life with somebody. Um, So what is that? 2017. So what? Like, I don't know the math. Five years. Hmm. One, two, six years. Six years. Six years. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Um, How about JP? How about you? Yeah, I uh, I got uh, married the first time when I was 26 in uh, 2009, 
Um, and to somebody that I had, you know, uh, been dating for, I don't know, six years, uh, ultimately got divorced in 2012 when it was finalized, um, no kids, and then uh, went through a series of relationships and then remarried in uh, 2020. So, oh. no, no, 2019. Woo. Before oh, she pandemic. Can't, she can't hear me, right? Uh, <laughs> no, she doesn't keep track of it either. Uh, and that's a big difference between my previous relationship and this one now. Um, uh, but yeah, and, and I, I I got remarried um, and, and we have a child together. So uh, that's a little bit of background on me, Roberta. Um, so I am currently in the process of divorcing. Um, my ex and I, we got married when we were 20, I was 25. He was not yet 20, or I'm sorry, I was 26. He was not yet 26. Um, but we were only a couple of months apart. Uh, the thing about us though, is we had been together since we were 15. Um, so we were high school sweethearts, uh, you know, had those, those little breakups, you know, a couple along the way, but, you know, always ended up getting back together. Um, funnily enough, have known each other since second grade. So we've always been in each other's lives in one form or another, because we always ended up kind of crossing paths before we got together. Um, but we got married in 2009 and, uh, we have, a daughter, an amazing daughter. She is 11. Um, so she she's pretty spectacular. She's sorry. Go ahead. No, carry phenomenal. on. Carry on. No, just, no, I will just wanted to, just wanted to talk all day, <laughs> talk all day about her. Um, and so we got married yeah, 2009 and we separated in, uh, June of, uh, 2021 and we're still going through the process of divorce. Yeah. It's a process. Such a process. <laughs> Well, the the common thing I'm already seeing is that we it, it it comes across as we definitely gave it a sh- we tried because it it wasn't like a you know a two year thing it was a long mm-hmm. long ass part of our lives, so yeah. it's inevitable that we would leave with some kind of trauma, and I think at this point it, it looks well. Roberta, your your outlook is is still um, wide open, I guess, from how you go from mm-hmm. here, depending on how everything pans out. Um, I think for me. In my mind, I feel like I'm. I'm. This is where I want to be, but I'm also very s- stubborn. So, um, I think where I am now has more to do of what I want to do career-wise. So, like personally, I think um, if we let's so hold on, let's let's start. Let me make sure I'm going through the list. Okay, let me just okay, so I'm gonna give a summary of what I think now and then we can go into the the questions. Sure. Um so right now I feel like the reason why I feel like what I think about marriage is that marriage is not in my like I said 10 years. Um I gave it 10 years and the 10 year plan is due to a couple of reasons. One, um I decided I had been thinking about it a lot, but didn't talk about it a lot because people were going to have their opinions. But um, I'm, I'm taking the LSAT um, in June to be a, the to try to become a lawyer. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, and the reason for that is I feel like I'm having 
somewhat of an identity crisis because, you know, marketing is fun. I'm, I'm in marketing and marketing research and everything. And, and if I'm, good at it. thank you. <laughs> and, um, you know, I get, I got laid off because of COVID or right around COVID. And then at the time, so I was doing a lot, uh, most of my projects were for oil companies and, you know, politically where, where it doesn't matter, I guess where anybody stands, but for me, I was like, okay, so climate and environmentalism is, it, it's not like a huge thing, but it's definitely something that's important to me. And by working for these oil companies, trying to improve their profits, I'm like, you know, kind of killing the exact thing that I'm, I stand for. So I was already having kind of an, um, an, an ethical, uh, in my head, I was like, oh, I feel so bad doing this. And it was every day. And then when I got laid off, I kind of feel like it was a blessing because it really helped me understand like, like it, it, it's just hard to think about going back to something to where I'm helping companies make money. And I, I don't have a choice of what companies those are if I work in, in that industry. Um, and then with, you know, with all the politics in general in Washington and just how crazy the world is, you know, I don't see, I, I see a lot of problems. And with my PR background, I see it as messaging problems. Like, you know, a lot of Americans are actually very similar, but the way that the message is being delivered is, is not helping anybody. So, you know, 10 years, I give it 10 years because that's when my daughter's going to be out of the house. And the last thing I need are death threats. And then also I can uh, learn the law. So I'm not going into running for Congress as somebody off the street, as many of them are uh, currently. So that's my 10 year plan. And that's why it was easy for me to like put a backseat on all or put everything about relationships um, in the backseat. So that's the trajectory I feel like I'm on now um, as of today. JP, how about you? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't have a 10 year plan. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I guess you're, I, you're, uh, where are you today? Uh, today I am, I'm happily married. I have an incredible family. I'm very happy with, uh, uh, the, the, the material things that, that, that I possess. Um, I guess ultimately, what the future looks like for me is to continue to be happy. Uh, there's certain uh, milestones that I would like to hit in my career. Uh, I'm not in a hurry or an impatient to get there. Um, I want to continue to uh, raise the best possible human that I can um, continue to become closer uh, with my wife. Um, and look, I mean, I, I you know, it's we have our challenges um it's not always easy um but f for now i mean we've all been divorced for now uh we always come to the same end and the same end is that we love one another we want to be together we are still um attracted to each other um especially yesterday it was a fun day uh and uh oh, no. that that's 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 my <laughs> uh that's that's my well it was it was uh our daughter's uh 
nineteenth birthday, uh, and and uh, yeah, we we had a good time, and uh, and we had a good adult time <laughs> as well, uh, and um, and we were like, but we were like nineteen year olds, and it was that's fun. I'm getting yeah. goosebumps. Like oh, I love she, that. Yeah. She, uh, uh, she gets my motor running, but that's that's my path. I want to continue <laughs> to be happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. There. You know, as yeah. far and and whatever whatever happiness is. I mean, uh, to me, it's not material things. Um, yeah, but it'd be nice to have a couple of of, of toys. Uh, you know, I, I highly focused on her and Joey. Um, uh, sports with Joey, but I mean, I I'm I'm where I want to be. Um, Roberta. First of all, I have to say, I love that for you so much, just because knowing uh, what you've gone through and having to really find yourself and find who you are and find your feet. Um, I just, I can't say enough how happy I am for you. Uh, you talk about spectacular kids, uh, Riley and Joey, each in their own way are so amazing and I love both of them just to death and um you are probably the best dad I have ever come across uh you are so considerate and kind and loving (laughs) it's just it's like it's what you were made to do honestly JP and I just I just had to go on that little tangent just because it just do you get to see you cry Oh, Nippy, my, are you gonna I'm, cry? I'm, 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 I, I, I'm that crying. is the most I'm, amazing I'm, compliment, and it comes from family, which I, means it's true. Yeah, it I, is. I, it's true because he knows. Say, I can humbly say, I've heard a lot of people say that that was what I was made to do, mm-hmm. and I never get tired of hearing it. And every time, I'm grateful for people seeing it, acknowledging it, and mm-hmm. I instantly think of my dad. So, yes. thank you. You are so very welcome. It comes right from the heart. This um, is about okay. you too. I know. Moving on. Um, it, it wouldn't be me if I didn't focus on somebody first and then <laughs> myself. <laughs> As is my MO. Um, yeah, I, I, so, I didn't think that that was out of character for you. So no, please. Um, all right. So where are I at? I don't, you know, I don't know what trajectory I'm on right now just because um I feel like everything is so up in the air for me. Um, So my focus is really on the things that I can control right now. And um, one of the things that I can control is myself. Um, So one of the things that I'm really working on is myself and my mental and emotional health. Um, I've been in therapy for a few years, you know, off and on throughout my whole life, but these past few years have been really, um, what's gotten me through. And it is something that is a constant work in progress. Um, because, you know, I've, um, dealt with depression and anxiety my whole life. So it's always something that I kind of have to, um, check on with myself and to see where I'm at in regards with that because I can't take care of anyone else if I don't take care of myself first and that's something I'm also trying to work on um and honestly uh doing 
what I absolutely can for my daughter. Um, she's always my number one priority. So right now, a lot of my focus is on um, helping her in any way I absolutely can, um, which is difficult because she's having her own tough time. And again, there's only so much that I can do as one of her parents, but um, I really hope that uh, I'm doing what it is that she needs me to do. Uh, and then, you know, another thing is um, learning how to be by myself, learning how to be alone, because that's a tough one for me. I've never been alone, you know, like I got with my ex when I was 15. And when I moved out of my parents' house, you know, I moved right in with him. So I've never been like by myself, by myself. And um, I've always been very introverted and kind of like do my own thing. I like my alone time, that sort of thing. So in a way it's I'm not going to lie. It's nice. Right. Uh, but on the other hand, um, figuring out how to be alone, but not lonely. And um, Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I, yeah. I am 100% codependent yeah. and people close to me know that the thing <laughs> yeah. is, is that when I'm with the right person that allots me to have some independence that I, I flourish. But if I'm like by myself, it is only a matter of time before I start to self-destruct. Carry on. So here's the thing with me. I wasn't afforded a lot of independence. Um, I didn't get to do a lot of things on my own. Um, yeah. And if I did, it was for a time until it was, how do I say this? Infringed upon. Um, and, you know, I could go deeper into that. Maybe we will later. Um, so... I really am kind of enjoying that and rediscovering the hobbies that I once had when um, I was by myself, you know, it's, it's sort of a whole rediscovery of who I am because yeah, so liberating. (laughs) Like I was not prepared for the freedom that I felt. And for a while I felt bad about it because Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm, I'm away from this person and I'm out of this relationship that consumed my entire life Mm -hmm. for the majority of my life. And here I am excited because I don't have to ask permission and I can do what I want and I can go where I want. And I'm not under this watchful eye that's like, what are you doing? Where are you going? Why are you going there? You know, who are you going to see? Who are you going to be with? When are you going to be home? Yeah. You know, and which so- tends to be common, much more common, but I think people don't realize that's not normal. <laughs> he disagrees. Yeah. <laughs> I, I grew up with the right, like- with the right partner. It's not normal. Which is kissing a lot of, no, it's not. It's, it's, it's not the rule. It's the exception. Right. And look, it's not like I can do whatever the hell I want, but uh, my wife does not impede on um, my joy. Mm-hmm. If now, if we're fighting, <laughs> I'm not doing a damn thing. But There's like, no joy. <laughs> uh, but like, um, uh, and and if I'm not ignoring her right, like she needs to feel valued as well, right? Mm-hmm. But if we're in that good spot. Uh, where everything's gelling um, 
hey, uh, you know, whether it comes to something monetary or an activity, she's like, go have a good time. Please. Uh, You're going to go to a baseball game. I'm like, yeah, you want to go? And she goes, I would rather have bamboo shoots shoved up my fingernails. You go ahead, though. Yeah. Like, like, so with the right (laughs) partner. But again, it took me a lot of failure. Um, Also, self-reflection, because I'm again, I'm not I'm I'm afraid of myself. I'm not good at it. Um, and, uh, I got, I I really got lucky because I didn't have myself totally figured out when I met my wife. I still don't. Um, but, but I, but I can appreciate what you're saying because before her, I, I was, I was in that boat as well. And it's, um, it's like every time you try to stand up, somebody just pushes you back down and, and, and it's, uh, it's terrible. So it actually, it, it kind of goes along with the the first thing I want to talk about. So as you were growing up, we had all these ideas of, of what we thought our spouse and our kids and the family life was going to be. And so going back to that mindset, um, the ha- happily ever after, you know, I, I, I kind of feel like this plays a part in it because the happily ever after that uh, we grew up with is like, divorce is bad. Do everything you can to not get divorced. Divorce is bad for your kids. Um, listen to your spouse, blah, 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 whichever side of the fence or I guess gender roles, listen to your spouse comes into play. Um, I know for daughters having to listen to their parents and their fathers tell them what to do. There was no real break in that cycle between mm-hmm. going from um, just, you know, living with your parents and to getting married. And, and that's nothing to, you know, that doesn't really mean bad on your parents end at all mm-hmm. um it's just listening to your parents but then you have another the way i saw it, it's like you have another male in the house and whether it's directly related or not you know maybe it's like back in the back of my mind it's like okay well this is what um he's saying or asking and whatever and i want to make him happy um and not mad at me like my dad would get mad at me or whatever so um <laughs> Oh I my God, you're preaching to the choir. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so what do you think? Yeah. Um, um, so, oh, can I go, JP? Yes, please. Yes. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, you go. I, you go. I gotta fix to my, I gotta fix my <laughs> camera. You go for it because I okay. have a different, I have a uh, different perspective. You go ahead. You do, obviously. Um, yeah. <laughs> Growing up, I mean, I had this whole big happily ever after, right? Uh, I grew up in a household. My mom and dad are still together. They got married in 1976. Um, And, you know, my mom is Irish Catholic. My dad is Italian Catholic, you know, grew up in very strict religious household. And yeah, it was, you don't get divorced. You work your way through it. You don't give up. You fight and you make it through the hard times because the good times are just on the other side. And um, it's... uh, it was difficult because growing up, I, I really had this ideal, especially when I was with my ex and we were doing the high school sweetheart thing where I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to be 
the exception, right? We're going to stay together forever and we're going to be the high school sweetheart success story. And um, we're going to be with each other and it's going to be like The Notebook, which I hate that movie. It's going to be like <laughs> yeah. The Notebook. I love that where movie. I know I you to be do. like, oh, I know. cute. And I'm like, uh-uh. Mm-mm. Fucking unreal. Right? Yeah. I'm like, uh-uh. I'm going to buy it. She doesn't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so um, she's uh, picking the can, poor guy. If I no can way. Jump, yeah. jump in real Please. quick. So Please do. with, with Please that do. idea, did, did, did you find yourself just conceding over and over again to yes. achieve that that thing um I did. And, and 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 it's not like it was you know uh pro- like it wasn't prolific at that moment but maybe more of an insidious action that you know it, it it just it was very gradual it was just very calm and and it's just like you just keep making it's kind of like becoming a politician you just keep selling little pieces of your soul oh, until yeah. there's nothing left there you know That's honestly it's it's dead on. That's exactly was what it was because yeah. for a really long time when there were the red flags and when I was unhappy and when I knew that we were having problems, it there was always this mentality where um, you ignored your. Inner I would voice. give. I ignored my inner voice and I would just keep giving and giving and giving until I had nothing left to give. And you're like, how did I get here? How did I get here? And realize you're not taking self-reflection. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, um, towards the end, it was really uh one of those things where I just thought uh I could love enough for the both of us. And if I did, we could make it through it okay. But then I realized um I had no more love. And I couldn't, I couldn't continue to give without getting anything back, you know, and um, maybe that's the difference between, you know, my relationship and my parents, although there are a lot of similarities I see, you know, that whole thing where girls marry their dad and we're always like, oh no, I'm not going to do that. Right. Oh no. When (laughs) hindsight is 20, 20, or sometimes when it's even right in front of your face and you're like, oh crap I did marry my dad <laughs> yeah um yep you know yep. it's it, that's another part of that reflection because it is it's that trauma that you grow up uh with because I'm not saying there is like physical abuse or anything like that but right. there are things that growing up that my daddy issues are that um are the same issues that not all the same but the same some of the same issues that I had with my ex you know yeah. and it was like Oh no, I need to not be in this anymore. Yeah. And it's hard. I married a better version of my mother. (laughs) I'm telling you, you said that. (laughs) My mom or my wife? Oh, I'm telling your mom. (laughs) She'll agree with you. I know she totally would. (laughs) I mean, that's such a. Go ahead, Is. That's. I mean, look at that. I mean, th- that is true about the father. And, and it's not every aspect of your father. But then I'm like, hold up. Mm-hmm. Hold up. He's asking me to do like things, n- not things, but he's like, I already said, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go to the store. I Can you go to the store for me? I don't want to go to the store. And I end up going to the store because I get mm-hmm. guilted into going to the store. Like little mm-hmm. things like that Um, kind of definitely started becoming a parent towards the end. Yeah. Um. 
so yeah so that's what my I mean my happy ever after was literally the picket fence and the kids and whatever and yeah the um, 2.5 kids the mm -hmm. dog right yeah Yeah. what is it like the American dream yeah the American dream and uh what was your American dream or yeah I wanted to be like my parents yeah I just because my mother is the epitome of till death do you part uh not many people get married to an individual and then hey uh you know 10 years into your marriage your your spouse is going to get sick they're not going to be able to work um and um you are you are going to have to become the uh sorry about my my camera i'm working on it no uh, you're good you're, I, can, I can end it in and out so you're good i you're, you're going to have to be the uh i i apologize what's uh what's the uh patriarch uh matriarch you're gonna have to be the matriarch of of a family um and 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 by the way you're 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 gonna be married like three three or four times as long as as when the spouse was okay uh they're not going to be okay and you're in it and look they, they she 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 did it and mm-hmm. she did it in, in, in stride and she was stoic mm-hmm. and uh they we didn't have money health wasn't great mm-hmm. there was always love they they were best friends i that's what i wanted i wanted so, that you know it's it's funny that you say best friends because uh four time my ex would be like oh you're my best friend you're my best friend and I knew deep down I couldn't say the same thing to him because yeah I felt like I could never really a hundred percent open up to him about my feelings and that could totally be a me thing right because for a long time there I didn't talk about what I had going on with me um And while we did have like good conversations, you know, we, we had good chemistry and everything like that. Um, The deep conversations in which I could say, yeah, this person really gets me. I don't think I was able to say that for a really long time leading up to when the separation was, if, you know, I mean, yeah, probably in our teens and our early 20s, he was my best friend. Um, and I really wish I could have said that because I would have loved to have been best friends with him. That's who you want your partner yeah. to be is also your best friend, right? And um, I mean, that's another realization right there when you can't say that your partner is your best friend. Yeah, uh, I, I, I felt the same. I felt, um, you know... I never, I felt like I had somebody to hang out with at home whenever I wanted to, when it was, I loved it, but mm-hmm. there were still things that like, I wouldn't consider my best friend. And he didn't really say that about me either. And like looking back red flag, but like, um, you know, I remember specifically <clears throat> this one instance, we, we were already married. We were, he loves he loved to flirt and I should red flag. Um, but we went to this wedding <laughs> and we're in 
we're getting ready to go like after wedding go somewhere to like applebee's i think Mm -hmm. and we're all getting in the elevator we're holding hands obviously we're married and he goes to another girl in the elevator you have the most beautiful eyes i've ever seen in front of like the elevator no yeah and in front of the everyone in the elevator and i like squeezed his hand really really hard and i'm like when everybody got off i was like why the fuck do you say that sorry he's like (laughs) he's like what do you mean yeah 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 okay sorry (laughs) and i was like he's like what do you mean so gaslight that's i didn't know what gas Total gas gas lighting. Yeah, yeah. oh gas my god like what do you mean yep. what do i mean yeah so shit like red flag i mean there are so many of those that mm-hmm. i'm like okay so my best friend would never do something like that to me mm-hmm. and so from that point forward it was like it it, it changed my everything everything for me i think that's one mm-hmm. of the things that it comes down to is you're like my best friend would never treat me like this mm-hmm. My best friend would never get angry at me because I refused to watch a video they wanted me to see because I didn't like the person or um, my best friend, you know, wouldn't completely ignore me, like make the effort to completely ignore me for days on end, you know, stuff like that. And I think it is, is, you know, one of those things where you're like, but this isn't how you treat a friend. This isn't how you treat a partner. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. Thing. It, that, yeah. I, yeah. And see, I, I can concur with that because it's like it's like the baseball, the, the video thing that you mentioned, right? It's like, you know, hey, you know, I sent you this video. You want to watch it? And it's like, oh, I'm, I'm not into that thing. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to enjoy it. Oh, shit! I'll stop sending it to you then. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. oh. Cool. No problem. Let's move on. Not let's but, make this into because we had because there are plenty of other. Well, I'm I'm speaking for myself. There are plenty mm-hmm. of other things that uh, we, we share together. I mean, I my marriage catches on fire when football comes on. But I mean, like there, <laughs> it's that stuff. And I think that that's that's where the the difference is between the three of us, right? Like the, you know um and i mean hey we, we all got married in our 20s right that's did you know yourself in the in your 20s nope did you no. really know who you were oh yeah. no no nah. no 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 none of us uh-uh and if you're 20 and you're listening and you think you have yourself figured out good nope. for you no nope. are you are the half percent of the entire population that has it all figured out. Congratulations. <laughs> Can I add to that that you may think you have it figured yeah. out, but you do not have yeah. it figured out? If I could go back and talk to my 20-something-year-old self, I would kick her ass. Like, yeah. what are you doing? What are you thinking? Like, get your shit in order, you know? Um, it's like, you know, I haven't even, like, I haven't even, 24, really, hadn't even really started a career like right i didn't even have a, a roof just set up somewhere like yeah. yeah i had money because i didn't have a kid and i could do different things and it's like you know you're living the life that is right after co- you, you, there's like a five year like i gotta figure out my life yes if not i'm gonna get married <laughs> and then figure out my life <laughs> or i'm gonna figure out my life while i'm planning to yeah, get married, yeah. right <laughs> no. uh, may- maybe in some cases the best plan is t- to have a plan but not be so 
focused on the plan. Yeah. Yes. Leave room for errors, leave room for mistakes, leave room for change because you can't plan on that stuff. And honestly, the mistakes that you make in your 20s and the decisions that you make, I really think those are the ones that leave those lasting impressions. And those are the lessons that we learn to put us on that path more into our adulthood. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I feel like that's when I, because I, when I got divorced, I was 32, um, Mm -hmm. which in a sense, I'm grateful that it happened that young because people nowadays, like my brother didn't get married till, you know, 33. So essentially Mm -hmm. I felt personally, and I still kind of do that. I, I regress and I'm, I'm living my mid twenties in the good and productive ways <laughs> like I went through uh you know the the post I don't know what which uh stage you are in in yours but like post-divorce after papers was uh there there really is like a cycle um I had four friends go through the same thing within the span of three years that wow. did this cycle where it's like okay first is is a hoe phase so that's when I really utilized tinder and um and then I was like, well, I feel like I'm in my mid-20s. So, like, I had a boyfriend that was 10 years younger than me. <laughs> and, nice. you know, fun stuff like that. Like, I didn't have to worry. about Like, first of all, anybody in their 30s, guys in their 30s, they're either looking for, you know, somebody to take home or whatever. Nobody in their 30s is acting just to – either they're married and they're trying to cheat or whatever, trying to settle down. So, I was like, 20s is safe. Like, 20s – during whatever so um so after that phase I felt like um um phase two was like okay now I'm just stressed out and I don't know what to do and I have a daughter and how am I gonna provide and what if this happens what if I lose my job so that was the like realization phase like I'm all by myself the 20 year old thing too was like because I I didn't want to be like physically alone Mm -hmm. um but then came this, uh, the the most magical part of, of everything was just like, you know what? I kind of like having four hours to binge watch and not have to wait for somebody to catch up. And, yes. <laughs> and yes. um, you know, I, I just want to eat popcorn for dinner and like shit like that. It's like, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. A, a true sense of self or, 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 because uh, again, I've said that I'm codependent uh and and uh and i concede a lot and sometimes i'm somewhat passive and uh i i i remember a very very distinct moment in dating my wife that i was on a a a business trip and i was supposed to be back at a certain time and we were very new and i wasn't going to get back at that time and 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 by no fault of my own i i you know uh, i was at the mercy of someone else's travels and um basically she called me up and she's like uh hey uh i i don't think this is gonna work out um it, it's just um you know i i i i think we might as well just go ahead and end it right here and uh i was in another state like not able to get back oh my god and i remember going hey uh yep i i get it i'm sorry um i understand um and um you know if you change your mind uh you got my number 
If I were in my 20s, no, please don't go, blah, 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 this and that. And what was going through my head, no, that's how I sounded. But in my mind, I'm like, she's a freaking knockout. Like, she's out of my league. She checks all the boxes. She's brilliant. She's beautiful. Like, this sucks. But I, I got to be, I got I to gotta stay true to myself. And and uh, it was hard because I'm like, ah, am I letting her get away because I'm not trying hard enough? <laughs> and I said it anyway, like just, and then she called me the next morning and she's like, hey, so I was drinking with my sister and uh, <laughs> my wife, who is a very independent, strong proud uh woman to, to go back to what you were talking about about the per- perennial dynamic or you know you're you're supposed to find a man and take care of that man and blah 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 like my wife missed that class like and thank god she did mm-hmm. um and uh basically she calls me up and and says hey i was i was drinking with my sister and you know um i'm not happy that you, you weren't back when you said you would be. Um, but, uh, you know, she's like, if we can just put that behind us and, uh, and, and pick up where we left off, she's, I'd like that. I was like, hell yeah, absolutely. Totally. Um, she wasn't going to say, I missed you. I was disappointed that you weren't coming. I was hurt. Wouldn't, that wasn't going to come out of her mouth, but in her own way, um, that's, you know, she, she, yeah. yeah, yeah, you get what I'm, you get what I'm, what I'm saying. Yeah. And, oh my God. Did I do a backflip? Cause it was <laughs> just like, I did what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. She did what she needed to do. Yeah. We're independent. We're still together. This yeah. is awesome. You didn't bend to the, uh, your old ways where you're like, no, 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 I couldn't do mm-hmm. it. It's not my fault. I had to do this. You're just like, I didn't, that's beg. how you feel. Yeah, that's fine. I didn't beg. And maybe uh, that's the difference between marriage in the 20s versus marriage in the 40s, right? Marriage in the 20s. Like there's still drama and insecurities and whatever else you want to tack in there that's, you know, specific to your situation. I think in our 40s, we're all under that mentality where it's like, we don't have time for this bullshit, Mm -hmm. right? Let's not play games. Let's get to the brunt yeah. of the matter don't worry is when, when you turn 40 you'll, uh, <laughs> you'll understand those people say i keep i keep forgetting you're a no, little I'm, bit younger what was that like half. that's a, okay. what oh oh it's a year and a half you said it i didn't so yeah okay yeah, you're <laughs> I got, i'm there i got but, six, but that's what it is right months. like yeah um and I, you know i it, it it took me being alone living by myself talking to people um, like Roberta um, and, and, and being confident with who I am to uh, know my value, um, know my shortcomings and where I could improve. Uh, and also know, you know, that, that with the right person that I have a lot to offer as well. And if those, that's why love is so hard because it, it, it really, really is so rare that you th- there are times that you think you have it and the people around you 
Like maybe maybe your high school sweetheart um, breaks up with you and throws your phone at you on Fourth of July, and you kick her out of her house, your house, and then you go home to your parents and say, "Hey, I broke up with Kathy," and uh, they they are uh, you know we're, we're done. And your father says, "Well, whatever you did to f that up, go fix it." And so that's what you do. Um, but but it's so so rare that sometimes you force it. And if you're, if you don't know who you are and you're, maybe you're in your twenties, maybe you're in your thirties. If you don't know who you are, like how can, how can you honestly tell yourself, you know, this is, this is, I'm, I'm so solidified and hundred percent in this decision. Um, you might convince yourself that you are when you're yeah. really not. And I mean, so to, to the same point that we were talking about earlier with, with our parents being females, you went to your parents and, you know, your dad said, fix it. And of course you love your dad and you respect your dad and, and you say, okay. And we yeah, were my- in our twenties. And so that's yep. in your twenties, you still, I, everyone probably to some level listens to their parents. I know my, I my did, mom only you know? said one thing. She said, um, um, buddy, I'm sorry to hear that. And that was it. Yeah. She said nothing else. Yeah. Um, my mom had it figured out. Yeah. Uh, I think my dad, his situation was a little bit different because of his health. He was on borrowed time, this and yeah. that. But my mom, I, I, you know, I got down on on my mom a lot growing up. I was hard on her, but she has been my my confidant. She's kept me grounded. She's been my sports coach, life coach, and I mean, really, if it if it weren't I mean, my mom's amazing and I owe a lot of, I, most of my success to her when, when I'm not reacting, uh, when it, when it comes to charisma, um, personality, um, uh, fearlessness, um, sometimes with, with no reservation, I owe that to my dad. And I'm very grateful of the balance that I have between those two people, um, be, because uh, just like in a, a relationship, you, you'll have dreamers. I've talked about this before. You'll have dreamers and you'll have people that are well-grounded. And if it weren't for uh, the dreamer, the the well-grounded person would never get their feet off the ground. And if it weren't for the well-grounded person, the dreamer would just live up in the clouds. That's that's so that. true. Yeah, I think, I think um, well, I definitely think everyone... Uh, needs to take into consideration that their parents are from a, I mean, it's simple, but it's a different generation, you know, where divorce is negative. Um, Whenever people say to me, I'm like, oh yeah, I got, I'm divorced. It's less and less now because it's been, happened so long ago. They're like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I like make it a point to say, don't say sorry. This is a good thing. Thing because mm-hmm. I'm happy, the household's happy. My daughter's gonna be seeing happiness versus staying. Uh, depending who I know, I don't explain all this, but it's like, you know, I'd rather her see a happy, flourishing mom yes. who can do whatever she wants, you know, and make her own decisions versus living in that environment where there's arguing and blah blah. blah. And I mean, some arguing mm-hmm. is great, but the or is important, but you know. That, that's I, where I'm like, 
this is a good thing and and please don't frame it as something else i i could argue that maybe uh you know the negative connotation with divorce um should really be more uh focused on um the fact that that people maybe rush or they think it's part of a process or it's the next logical step to get married in the first place Mm -hmm. when they're unsure about themselves they're unsure about their partner they have peer pressure they have parental pressure and 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 you know with that like hey maybe before you get hitched wait a year or you know uh and then you know divorce is not a bad thing it's not mm-hmm. I, I i think i think the bigger bad thing is is the the pressure that is put on our youth to um find a mate um settle down mm-hmm. and start your life make babies and 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 the the problem with that is is that there, there's nothing that someone says that start your life mm-hmm. do you know try things experiment fail find find what makes you happy uh, like and 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 you have your whole life and the, oh, you have your whole life to do that stuff um go f- go find a partner you know, and I, no, look. No, because then you set yourself uh, back 10 years by finding exactly. a partner first. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you, you do things in your 30s that you should have been doing in your 20s, which is why whenever a person who's been around for a while talks, I listen. And I think we all did in our 20s. We We listened. Um, but there were other things that, it, but we also listened to what was relative or helpful to us at the time when somebody said, Hey, don't get married until you're 30. It's like, I'm with my high school sweetheart. I'm the happiest I've ever been. Like, we're going to be together forever. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about, man. You don't know me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, you don't know my life. You don't know my and, relationship. Uh, <laughs> it's so much worse in high school, too. It's like, mm, I don't listen to anybody. I know everything. Oh, yeah. my God. It was <laughs> so So, look, I, you know, now I, I'm old enough to have the wisdom um, that, that, that I, 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 I don't know everything. I'm, I'm, I am going to tell my, my kid, hey, man, um, regardless of whether you're dating with somebody or not, just wait till you're 30. Mm-hmm. I, I promise you that it, 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 you have plenty of time. Um, yeah, I was in a hurry because uh, of myself. I thought my dad was on limited time. I, I think a lot of us uh, feel that. Or, or maybe you came from a family that uh, a parent was divorced a couple of times. And maybe you were like, well, I'm going to prove these efforts wrong, that they screwed up and I'm right. And, you know, um, they don't know what they're doing and they've always doubted me. So I'm going to show them like, <laughs> stop doing what you're doing for other that people. Just came just into stop. my head is something that, huh, I think that has something to do with it too. Mm-hmm. And I may got, I add, yeah. oh, sorry, go ahead. No, oh, I was going to say uh, my parents have been divorced twice each. Mm. So mm-hmm. for my dad me, it's was like divorced twice before he married my mom. I'm like, I could. I'm like, y'all suck. I could do this. Oh come and on, here Bert, I am. you didn't know that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I did know that. I just, I it just reoccurred to me. My dad had a previous marriage before he was married to my mom. 
they was only married for a year and there was like no kids, nothing out of it. But, you know, sometimes I forget about that. Um, so, I was also going to say, if I may add, don't get married just because your friends are getting married too. And you think it's the thing to do. Oh boy. That is yeah. a very Thanks good Thanks a lot is appreciate that. <laughs> uh, you welcome. know, it, it, like, uh, it, it's funny. Like when my folks were getting hitched, uh, you know, my, I think my dad was 28 uh and, and my mom no 29 my mom was uh, five years younger and uh when they were getting married my dad had been married twice before mom came from a, a catholic family and the family said don't marry this guy he's been married twice before he's he's it, it's not a good idea you would think that was my mother's family no no it was his family it was his family oh, wow. don't marry this guy oh yeah and my mom didn't ultimately if you'd asked her then, you want kids? No. Uh-uh. And I don't know if my dad convinced her. I don't know. I don't know what transpired, but they were, they got married in September of 81. I popped out November of 82. My <laughs> mom, my mom will tell you, because she has to, because she's my mother, that it's the, the best decision that she ever made. <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. I mean, but there are, there were a lot of babies being had in that family yeah, during that time. Way, well, when they're 13, oh, them, you'd like to yeah. think that there might be. <laughs> there was baby fever in that I mean, family I, I, during that time. Yeah. I, I know Berta's got two siblings. I got two siblings. Is you five. got you got five. Yeah. Um, Berta, <laughs> From different. How many siblings does your mother have? My mom, including herself, has 13 siblings. My mom is smack Ooh. dab in the middle. Mm-hmm. Ooh, all her, all like, like, I don't want to. They're Apparently all contraception mom. is not uh, a good idea with the Catholic Church. I Hello, Irish Catholic in the oh, 50s. Oh my God. It's not going to happen. There's no such thing as contraception. You burned at the stake, yeah. Oh God, no. Yeah, yeah. 13. They don't, no, they don't, they don't burn you at the stake. That's right. holy water on you um or they say it's holy water and it's actually gasoline and then they let it match so <laughs> yeah well so my my grandparents were the same way to my mom they yeah. said don't have birth control mm-hmm. and here i am yeah you know they were 25 yeah. when they had me it was opposite young. opposite really? for me my sister got pregnant at um 17 and so it was very much when my parents caught on what was happening about two years after it really started happening. It was like, we're getting you on birth control. You're not making the same mistake, which it was not a mistake. My oh, there are, are no way that those two are mistakes. Right. Wow. Um, they're, 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 they're going to hopefully rule this damn country one day. I not rule. Sorry, sir. <laughs> this country, however you want to say it, but uh just i told you you got my vote so do they like uh we we got another cousin um with with her and her husband here in arizona they got two kids um their daughter like man she if she runs for office she's got my freaking vote they're both of their kids amazing i I don't know maybe we just produce like incredibly and that was another thing i watched these these incredible people um, and whether their marriage worked out or not, they were incredible parents. They were wonderful examples. So when when I got divorced, um, I look, I I always knew I wanted to be a dad 
And man, the bar was set really high to, to, to produce a incredible human. <laughs> and man, I'm still shooting for it. I, I, I'm, I'm watching the way that they parent. Um, and I, man, I, I wanted it and, uh, whether or not I get it, like, that's what I'm shooting for. Um, and the yeah, fact I mean, that you're putting so much effort, I mean, that you are even bringing the fact that you want to have a great human that you're raising means that you're, that's what exactly what you're doing. They, like, it's in the forefront of your decisions of life, yeah. life decisions. So, I mean, as much effort as you're putting into it, I don't see how anything, you know, knock on wood, but I don't think with that level of, of thought that goes into it. I don't see how anything could go, you know, wrong in you're very conscious about what you're doing. So it's not like, oh, I'm not going to take him to this because of love. No, you're thinking about the impact that's going to have on him if you don't do that, which is which is very wise. And I think that's something else that's missed out on if you have kids too early. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I mean, look, he's not a um, accessory. he's not he's not something i I mean i I love showing him off but but what i like to think for for the right reasons like um and look i was way too selfish in my in my in my 20s to have to have children matter of fact that was a argument toward the end of my uh marriage is that um we were having some struggles and she wanted to have a baby and i said um hey uh I do, um, but but we we have to work this stuff out b- before we bring a child into this world. And her response is something that I'll never forget. And she said, the reason that you don't want to have a child is because then you would have to think about somebody other than yourself. Oh, and, my goodness. Mm, ouch. And that's the that's the and she's right yeah she's right in my 20s I was selfish I was doing things in my 20s that that I could not do today and I was never going to have another chance to do them again yeah um and uh you know to go back to it like you should be selfish in your 20s um Mm -hmm. you 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 should try things go if you've never been in a plane before you take that trip to someplace go skydiving if if you know I enjoyed it. I mean, me, no, thank you, but sure. (laughs) No, I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) But I mean, like, you know, uh, uh, try an instrument, like, even though you didn't play, like, you have to be a little bit selfish because you are never going to figure out who you are if you just sit in your room and stay in a box. Right. Like, you have to step out of your comfort zone. Yes. Also, babies don't fix things. They create more problems. I could tell you that firsthand um, yeah. because, you know, uh, my ex and I, we were adamant about being child free. And then, you know, I caught the baby fever and uh, it was something that we disagreed on. Um, and I'll never forget the way he told me that we could start trying. Um, he looked at me, it was in a public place too. He looked at me and he goes, 
well, I guess you could stop taking your birth control now. Like that's, that's the, you know, consensus you want to come to, to have a baby, right? Romantic. Yeah. Romantic, super <laughs> romantic. Um, and I mean, even then I knew there were things, right? There were red flags. There were. You can't agree on a show. You think you're going to agree on how to raise a child, how to raise a child. And, but here I was because I was so idealistic still. And, uh, still so full of love for that man that I thought, okay, we're going to have a baby and I'm going to be the best mom that I can be. And he's going to see how much love I have in for this child that we made together. I'm still going to love him so much, you know, just, it was still a part of that, um, idealism Mm -hmm. that goes along with the happily ever after circling back to that where no, no it's not a baby is not a way to fix things. A baby is not a way to bring you closer together. Uh, it's a human being. It's a human yeah. being. Uh, uh, you know, hap- go ahead. Burn. Oh no. And I was just going to wrap it up with saying this, because this is something that my therapist said to me, and especially rings true because this is what I've been going through when we separated, when, you know, going through this divorce, did I make the right decision for my daughter to grow up in and, feeling as though I was doing a disservice, separating her parents and giving her two different households and having her see him on the weekends. And was I ruining her life? And am I being a good enough mom? My therapist told me, she said, usually the parents who worry about if they're doing a good enough job are the ones that are because that's And you know what? I was going to say something, but Bella- You've got experience with that that I don't. That's uh that's exactly what she said to me. My therapist you oh. know, said to me, it's just wow. It I mean, that was almost like the one of the things that I'm like locked in immediately. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, I still don't see it, I don't understand, but it made so much sense. Like there's some people who go through life and they're just like this guy's a tag along like this kid. I just have to right. feed him and whatever. My baggage or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like their parenting style. And, 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 you know, that's just, that's whatever. That's them. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it, the fact that we care so much um, is a testament to what kind of parent we are in the first place. And then um, the other, the other point I was, I think it had to do with, oh yeah. So to wrap it back, around to um you know what we think love is and and how do we determine what love is and um I still don't think I know just because you know I don't know if it's because I don't have a a significant other the love that I know exists between myself and my uh, my daughter and myself because that's that's the type of love where I know I would you know, do anything for her. Absolutely anything. I'll, you know, that's the love, the definition of love that I know and I'm comfortable with and I'm strong with. The one that JP that that you have, um, aside from the love obviously that you have as a parent for your son, that love that you have for your wife, I am I am completely un, unsure of what that means as of today. So over the next well, however long, I, that's something I'm still going to just be trying to figure out. And, and mind me, you, oh. I was very cautious. 
I, I was very cautious when I went back into the dating world, especially ha having a child with someone. And, um, you know, to to echo on the happily ever after, um, uh, to, to me is if I didn't have my wife, I would be my own, uh, I would be my own judge. And, and there wouldn't, there wouldn't be that other voice sometimes, or, or maybe it doesn't come fast enough. I think that that's a better way to put it. The other voice wouldn't come fast enough to say, Hey, you were, you were a little hard on him or, 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 or you were too passive, whatever your, whatever it may be. Um, and that voice comes quicker because it's an outside perspective of somebody that you trust. And, um, when, when she offers criticism to the way that I, I parent, um, a gut reaction and instinct is to be defensive. Like I'm doing a good job and I'm a good parent and all that stuff. And, and it's very hard to, to get that travel to, you're not always right. Mm -hmm. Like you're not always right. Like, and, and I, that's my happily ever after, because I mean, she makes me a better person. She makes me a better spouse. She makes me a better father. Um, and, and, and I, I couldn't be as good as I am today without her and in, in an argument, in a fight, in the moment or whatever, um, she's much better at get, getting that travel than I am. And, um, she doesn't always have patience, but, but again, that end, that end place, we always get to that end place. Uh, I, I, I'm a better person because of my wife. I, I like to think that my wife's a better person because of me. Um, that's my happily ever after. It's a, it's a constant state of growth. Yeah. So. I love it. I'd have to say my happily ever after is, uh, true unconditional love. Um, honestly, because I've seen both sides of it, uh, kind of with my dad growing up, not so much now as he's gotten into his uh, golden years, because my dad is super emotional now, which is hilarious because he was not like that growing up. Yeah. Um, but similarities between him and my ex was love was conditional. Love was conditional on what you whether did for or me. not what you did for me, whether or not I'm mad at you. Uh, whether or how you spoke to me, how you made me look in front of it. Like it was yeah. all of these conditions, these expectations that I could never live up to. Right. On the other hand, I had my mom who would tell me, I love you no matter what, you know, and the thing oh, about she this, meant it. Oh she yeah. And the thing about this kind of unconditional love, the choice to have, unconditional love versus feeling like you're obligated. I don't feel like I'm obligated to give unconditional love to anybody. I give unconditional love to people because that's how I love. That's what love is. And that is how love is deserved. You know, you're making a choice to love this person. Um, and I think it goes for friends, family, partner, whatever my sister and I, my middle sister and I, we it's do not company. have a great relationship you know, but she's my sister 
and I love her because she's my sister and my love for her is unconditional. I will do whatever it takes for her. Same with my daughter. And for a time, it was the same with my ex. My love was unconditional with him, despite his being conditional with mine. Um, that's what my happily ever after is. That gave me chills, girl. Really? Like, oh yes. my goodness. Thank you. <laughs> I couldn't have I, uh... said it better. I mean, that's, I, that is so well said. And JP Thank says you. you're very well spoken. And I, <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I, I, and that's something I don't even know if I've explored or thought about yet. Like the, the concept of, of what unconditional love really is and, and mm-hmm. how it applies. So, um, yeah. I love that. Thank take, you. Take me as I am. Um, yes. And, and I will have faults. I will fail. Yes. Uh, but, but, but that's not, it's, it's not an end all be all. Um, right. and, and the thing about it is when I fail, uh, my wife will, will point it out. And, <laughs> uh, wait, wait, she's not always happy with my faults. Um, but ultimately she, she does accept it. And, mm-hmm. um, what, 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 one of the things uh, that I feel that is very hard as an individual to do is to accept your own faults and forgive yeah. yourself. Yeah. Um, when you can find that in another person, uh, if they, even if they don't react that way right away, mm-hmm. but they get there, mm-hmm. it might take a while. It might take not talking to each other in a 1400 square foot house where you know, you're going to run into each other because <laughs> yeah. you're not in a mansion. Um, but, the, but, the, but you get there. Um, and, and to me, uh, if you can accept the fact that you're fallible, mm-hmm. um, and that the advice that you're given, uh, comes with no malice, um, that's your person. Yeah. 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 Where they're there and to help rare. you grow, not yeah. hold you back. Tell you what to do. Yeah, yeah. Difference. I'll try to outshine you. I know one of the yeah. the things that I would always experience and like, why did you do that? Is that we would come to my parents' house and like my dad and him would gang up on me as to why I'm not being like successful enough. And like just, you know, an hour ago we were talking about, you know, oh, it hurt, you know, it sucks. I feel this way. And then he would weaponize it. You know, so it's like I guess moral of the story, and we'll wrap this up because this is a really, really good one, is that um, it's yourself that matters. Don't try to compete with other people. Um, it's not like you need to, in high school, you're all, you're trying to impress people or you're trying to be in this group or you're trying to be in that group. And if you just continue on that mentality after high school without any type of break to discover yourself, that's all you're going to know. You're going to know that you listen to your parents. You don't want to embarrass yourself. So you're going to make sure you don't fail and stay in this, you know, relationship, no matter what it takes. Oh, and yes. you're just going to continue on the um, path that, you know, is, is traditionally known as the American dream. And then when shit falls apart, you have no idea what to do because all you've been doing is, is what you thought was right. So you figure out how to please other people, but you forget yes. how to please yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So, so any closing absolutely. thoughts? I love y'all. <laughs> I, I, I just, I welcome these conversations is it's always 
helpful. Uh, it makes me reflect in anything that um, I, I, I know that the two of you have been through hardship. There's been trauma and this and that. Um, and um, I, with that, I, I know that y'all are going to come out where you want to be because of the people that you are. Um, it, it, with all that being said, it also reminds me of how grateful I am and, and, and how special the thing that I have is. Yes. That's, that's, that's kind of my final thought. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I've been uh, thinking about a lot lately going through this, cause I am in the midst of it. So I'm having all those sure. thoughts, you know, I think I skipped over the hoe phase though. Cause I'm not ready for that yet. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. If you're not yeah. ready, you're not well, there. I'm not ready y'all. for the hoe phase. <laughs> it doesn't mean I'm not going to get there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Herpes is forever. Herpes is forever. <laughs> Safe sex, wrap it up. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I think that loving yourself is so important and it's hard. Yes. It's hard and loving, you know, other people. It's so easy to put other people and their needs in front of you and in front of your own. And it's so easy to get lost in that, especially Mm -hmm. if you love that person so deeply and you want to do nothing but make them happy. And that includes maybe sacrificing your own happiness mm-hmm. for that. There's always compromise, right? And there's always middle ground and everything like that. But when you find yourself crying in the closet because you're truly unhappy and you feel as though you can't even share those feelings with your partner because you're scared of their response or you've been gaslit into thinking that it's all your fault or you're to blame um I think that's when loving yourself comes in most handy and I say this because I didn't have that Mm -hmm. Uh, and um, one of the other things my therapist said to me that will always stick with me is um you know there's a lot of uh there could be a lot of self-hate and um, intrusive thoughts and bad self-talk when you're going through things like this, because yeah, you're looking at your faults and you can admit your faults, but it's also like, you feel like fucking failure. And one of the things she said was the things you say to yourself would you say that to a friend and I was like gosh of course not like I love my friends and I respect them and she was like well why would you say that to yourself you need to be your own best friend and you need to treat yourself kindly and you need to take care of yourself and I think first and foremost that's what it comes down to and like JP said you know sometimes People look at it as being selfish, but that's when that time and point where you need to be selfish and you need to really take a look at what's good for you and where you're at and that point in your life, you know, and just Mm -hmm. like what's kind of 
leading you to all of this, taking that hard look in the mirror. Sometimes it's, it's difficult, but we all need to do it at some point. Beautiful. Thank you. Well, I want to have you back next week. (laughs) (laughs) Three is is not a crowd. I love this so much. And we do have very different perspectives. And I think we had a whole nother section plan, but this one went so well that we'll move it to the next one. It'll be a good cliffhanger. So, um, so with that, yeah, I want to be continued. Yes, Go to ahead, be continued. Um, so with that, I want to thank you so much, Roberta, for coming on and uh, providing your perspective. And JP, as always, uh, for this episode specifically, thank you for this idea and putting this together. Um, it was a it was a great, great, great conversation. So, um, so with that, I'm going to wrap it up. And for everybody out there, thanks for listening. And we will see you next time. Peace. Everything in moderation, except that's right. Heroin. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't have a sign off, but I can come up with one. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Bye.